0: To the Just Go Bike podcast. It's me, AP, today. We had a really awesome intro with Murph and myself. I tell you, the banter was charming, the commentary was witty, and it was just a thrilling introduction. But Murph is out there biking on the Katie Trail this week, and she had sent me the file to produce the podcast. And guess what? The file does not work on my podcast software. So, I am re-recording the introduction. Murph, I miss ya. I hope you're having a fantastic time out there. The weather is nearly perfect, so I hope she's out there just enjoying biking and not worrying about the podcast. I can tell you what we did talk about on that fantastic, unforgettable introduction that you're never going to hear. We are just about a week away from the Ragbri Great Fall Ride, otherwise known as the great iowa fall ride <laughs> which is so funny to me because the initials of the fall ride are tgif but yet the ride happens on a saturday so just think about that murph anyway the ride is on october 8th and it's a fantastic way to see all the different trails or at least one of one to two i'm not sure exactly technically how many different trails, many of the trails in the Des Moines area in this gorgeous fall atmosphere. And based on what the weather is like today, we're in for some stunning fall colors, crisp riding, and maybe some delicious snacks. We have just announced the entertainment for the Great Iowa Fall Ride, and it's going to be Broadway's Rock of Ages. That's right. It's the band from a Broadway show called Rock of Ages, and it is incredible. They play all sorts of different classic hits. They have all sorts of different cool costumes, and they're just going to be so high energy, so much fun, and I can't wait to show them to you all. They're one of those bands that really should have been on Ragbri by now, but just somehow hasn't, perhaps because they were touring for Broadway. So you'll have to come and see them. The concert starts at 530. If you aren't riding the fall ride for some crazy reason, you can buy tickets to the concert at the gate. In fact, I might sell you that ticket. (laughs) I will be there. Um, I will also be along the route on the Great Iowa Fall Ride handing out patches because every rider who gets all the way out to Easter Lake will receive a patch. So I'll be there. Murph will be there. She'll be out biking, enjoying the route and um, just sort of whooping it up. She'll also be doing some social media to help me out and just generally being a woman about town. But she, I'm sure she would encourage you to stop by and say hello to her, uh, have a convo with her, and she'll have some of those really cool just go Bike stickers along with her if you didn't get one on the Ragby ride or if you would like another one. So the concert starts at 5.30, but the ride itself, no, wait, let me back it up. Packet pickup for the Great Iowa Fall Ride is on Friday, October 7th. Why is that exciting? It's from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. That's not big whoop. Well, it's at the brand new RAGBRAI headquarters, and I am now authorized to tell you that that headquarters is located at 501 Scott Avenue in downtown Des Moines, or just kind of just south of downtown Des Moines, and it's pretty neat. So we're having a sort of a soft opening of the headquarters where everyone can come and pick up their fall ride packet, say hello, have a big Grove beer, or not, and just sort of check out our new space. You can also pick up your packet on the morning of the ride on October 8th from 8 to 10 a.m. down and coming where the ride starts. Then you'll be biking from 8 to 5.30. Well, does that seem like a long way for 37 miles or a long period of time for 37 miles? Yeah, but there are six bars and restaurants along the way. We encourage you to take your time and enjoy. The route will also go by the Rag Founders statue in Waterworks Park. And as I mentioned before, the beautiful Easter Lake. And you will take the Carl Voss Trail to get to Easter Lake. And that trail is brand new and one of my favorite ones in the Des Moines area. It's just so scenic and smooth and it takes you to Easter Lake, which is also gorgeous and, well, I won't ruin the surprise of Easter Lake, but there is a cool landmark there that I'll be standing next to handing out patches. So don't miss that. Coming out for the fall ride, you can still register for the fall ride either online ahead of time for a little bit cheaper than if you register on the day of the ride. If you want to register on the day of the ride, you're welcome to do that just stop by and see us in coming Iowa or the day before at the ragbri headquarters. Like I mentioned before, your registration would include breakfast at Middlebrook farm, lunch and drink specials along the route. And then obviously access to the epic concert at Middlebrook farm. So yep. And you can find information about all that at ragbri.com There's a nice link to that right at the start. And um, I'll just add to that at the same day. Um, there's a, Nonprofit that's going to be having their fundraiser incoming at middlebrook farm called restoring hope um and i would encourage you to stop by and see their booth and they'll have food trucks and they'll be screening the iowa football game so it'd be kind of cool silent auction more drinks um and restoring hope is a charity that supports um troubled youth in the justice system it's kind of a really cool concept i won't pretend to be able to describe it too much more than that I'm going to be going to the booth and learning about what they do but I encourage you to do the same okay so with that being said I've got a fantastic pair talk for you in five four three two and one hello it's me again and it's time for parrot talk i thought today for parrot talk i've been doing a lot of john Karas columns why not do a donald call column and then i started looking at his columns why not do a series of donald call columns because they're being a literal column in the newspaper they're all rather short in that it will only take me a few minutes to read each one and i found a really fun series of columns from his time on Ragbri 9, which was 1981. And then a follow-up column from 1982. So this particular first column, I will just say, if you're a newbie, take everything that Donald Call says with a grain of salt. He is a notorious grumpy buns. And, you know, he's kind of putting a negative spin on the ride just to be funny. If you are a seasoned ragbri rider... I think you may find some of this stuff in his article is funny because it is has a grain of truth to it. <laughs> so, I'll let the column explain itself. This is from July 27th, 1981, and his column, if you don't know, John, Donald Call had a long-running column in the Des Moines Register called Over the Coffee. So, this is Over the Coffee. And the byline is from Mapleton, Iowa. Okay, god, I'm sorry. I apologizing for saying you're untrustworthy. It was just a dumb joke. I didn't mean it. You're not going to hold it against me and make the rest of the week like the first day of this miserable ride, are you? You're too big for that. I promise not to do it again. I don't know how to explain the first day of Ragbri 9, except in terms of divine retribution. It was awful. First of all, it rained. Not a lot, but enough. Enough to make one's clothes all wet. Biking in the rain poses certain problems. If you put on a slicker in hopes of staying dry, you sweat a lot, getting wet from the inside. Then when you take off the slicker, the wind generated by biking chills you. This is especially true when it's cold, and it was cold Sunday. Again, not very cold, but it is the end of July after all. It was cold enough. Biking in the cold and wet is, I suspect... Not unlike the feeling 19th century mental patients experienced when orderlies at institutions would wrap them in cold, wet sheets in an attempt to calm them. It didn't work then, and it didn't work now. But the cold and wet could be said to have been the best things about Ragby Sunday. The worst was the wind. All day long, without cease, we bucked a 20-mile-an-hour headwind. I don't know why I say 20. It could have been 30. All I know is that my water bottle had white caps on it. Biking into a strong headwind is one of the worst kinds of biking. You hear people complain about hills, but hills make the bike ride interesting. Hills have an upside, but they also have a downside when you can bend low over the handlebars and go lickety-split. There's no downside to a headwind. A headwind sucks your strength like a wolf sucks the bone marrow out of a lamb. You crouch low, trying to make yourself into an approximation of a bullet, and the back of your neck begins to hurt. Eventually it feels like someone's driven a knife into your back, just above the shoulder blades. Then your knees begin to complain. Mine are complaining right now. They're telling me, you jerk. Who needs this schlepping across Iowa once a year? If you're going to do this, you have to give us more practice. And Sunday was supposed to be the easy day on the ride. A day to break the riders into the ordeal gradually. Some easy day. Another like it and I'll be eligible for workers' compensation. It happens like this every year. I forget how hard ragbry is. People like John Karras will tell you that it's no big deal, that anyone can do it. Don't believe them. Ragbri, except for the young, except for the inordinately conditioned, is a trial. Biking 60 to 100 miles a day for a week in rain and heat and cold and against the wind is difficult work. The lucky ones fall off their bicycles and get hurt. They get to rest in the hospital. The rest of us have to press on, just as though we were having a good time. I'm at a loss to explain why we do it. Oh, I used to say glibly that people responded to the challenge of it, but I'm not sure if that's true. Everything about life is a challenge. You don't have to hurt all over in order to feel superior. I think perhaps the answer might be found on the dark side of human nature. I think Ragbri might satisfy the sadomasochistic urges of people who aren't into leather. That's not totally fair. There is a more positive side to the ride. There is a sense of community about it, a shared experience which is rare in contemporary life. There is a reality to it. You're not watching other people do something. You're doing something yourself. In a society that seems to be suffocating in vicarious experience, even pain can be a virtue. But back to God. He did not deal the ride a complete bust hand Sunday. It was a 52-mile ride. The first 49 were, as I have described them, grueling, arduous, painful. For the last three miles into Mapleton, however, he arranged for a glorious downhill swoop. Exhausted, wondering whether you could go on, you were allowed the delicious experience of lying down over your bike and zooming into town as though you were on the Tour de France. It was an exquisite experience. Perhaps that means he's forgiven me for not trusting him. I trust that is so. If not, I may not finish out this week. Okay, so that's the first column. Then things are looking pretty grim. Uh... (laughs) Now we move on to July 31st, 1981, which is a Friday. So Monday to the Friday. Most of RAGBRAI week has passed. Again, this is the over the coffee column. And now we are in Bethlehem, Iowa. I suffered another ragbri first on Thursday. I got lost. Oh, not lost so much as simply being off the route and not knowing where I was. It was Bill Zener's fault zener with the highway patrol and is assigned to keep people in cars and trucks from running us down and mostly he does a good job but he's got a thing or two to learn about giving directions i was headed out of leon on thursday when i spotted zener and asked him how to get on the route he told me the next thing i knew i was out on something called highway 2 with cars and trucks whizzing by me at 50 to the minute right there i began to suspect i was lost Finally, a young man on a bike, obviously a ragbri loony, came by. I waved him down. "Is this the ragbri route?" I asked him. "No," he said. "It's better. It's a shortcut. Just stay on this road." With characteristic generosity of spirit, I responded, "You ninny! If I wanted to take a shortcut, I'd have stayed home. I know a terrific shortcut from the television set to my bathroom. I want to be on the bike route." Then I'm afraid I can't help you," he said haughtily, and rode off. Eventually, I found someone with a RAGBRAI map and got back on the trail. I can't imagine how I got lost, I told the fellow with the map. I can, he said. You didn't read the signs. There is one of those in every crowd. Still, the detour didn't turn out badly. It gave me a chance to ride about five miles with the wind. I said to myself, a tailwind. I knew something was missing from the ride. Something besides a tornado and a tailwind is it. Why didn't I think of it before? I could have ordered one for the week. Even as it was, Thursday was fine. The wind was mostly from the side, which, compared to the days we've had, felt like a tailwind. It was warm and sunny and, unlike the other days, bore, literal or no, bore little or no resemblance to the retreat from Caporetto. It was a reminder that biking can actually be fun on occasion. One of the enjoyable aspects of riding in company is talking to people. People fall in beside one another and talk away for hours, telling each other stories, jokes, and life histories. One fellow, a hospital worker, told me this story the other day. He says it's true, but he lies a lot. Take it for what it's worth. A man who had suffered a heart attack was brought into the hospital. Like most heart patients, he was docile during the first few days of recovery, humbled by his narrow escape from death. After about five or six days, however, again, like most heart patients, he began to get aggressive and demanding. When his doctor visited him in his semi-private room, he said, Look, I'm tired of this liquid diet. How about giving me some solid foods? So the doctor said he'd tell the nurse to put the fellow on a regular diet. He checked on an old man in the other bed in the room and left, but he forgot to tell the nurse about the change so that when supper arrived that night, it was still the liquid diet. The man became very upset. I'm not going to get any more of this swill, he said, and threw his tray over the edge of his bed. It was a mess. Whether for that reason or others, within the hour, he suffered a cardiac arrest. The monitor at the nurse's station went off, and the emergency crew swung into action. They burst into his room. One nurse straddled him and beat him on the chest while another attempted mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. They attached him to a fibrillator and that bowed him like a croquet wicket. In vain. They lost him. He died. They removed the body and prepared the room for the next patient who arrived presently. He was lying there in his fresh bed when he heard a sound. Psst. Psst. He looked over at the next bed and saw an old man peeking out from the sheets, eyes wide with fear. What's wrong, old timer, he asked. The man shot a look at the door to make sure they were alone and then said, Eat what they give you. Ragby a lot like that, you know. You have to eat what they give you. <laughs> Sounds like it was a pretty rough rag <laughs> And, uh, you know, I just have to emphasize with the feeling of continual headwinds. <laughs> I mean, it just happens. You have to deal with whatever may come on the rag road. So, you know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Eat what they give you. Alright, so my next clip from Call is from August 2nd, 1981. That It's a Sunday, so that would be the day after Ragbri ended. And that's Ragbri 9. Two great things happened over the weekend. The baseball strike ended, and so did Ragbri 9. One was crucial to my mental health, the second to my physical well being. Another day on this ride, and I have I'd have been a grease spot in the middle of the road. People ask me if I really dislike Ragbri as much as I pretend to. I wink and tell them the truth. During the ride, when I'm out there battling the wind, trying to decide whether my fanny or my knees hurt more, I hate the ride. Then afterward, when the pain is but a memory and I recall the good times, the companionship, I still hate it. For me, Ragbri has been for me, ragbri has all the charm and buoyancy of a gallbladder operation. I've had nosebleeds that were more fun. Don't misunderstand me. I like biking. I enjoy a brisk 30-mile ride. I like going 40 miles or even 50, but this slogging 70 or 80 miles a day for a week, just to prove you can do it, is not my idea of a good time. And yet, and yet, RAGBRAI 9 was, in many ways, the very best ragbri. The towns we went through and stayed in were nothing short of marvelous in their treatment of the scruffy army of bikers. You know, I'd been a little worried about going through southern Iowa. I believed the propaganda that it was really more like Missouri, and that people were mean-spirited and suspicious of strangers. What nonsense! I should have known better. Towns like Greenfield, Centerfield, Bloomfield, oh, I'm sorry, Greenfield, Centerville, Bloomfield, Tingley, Kellerton, opened their arms to the bike ride and welcomed us with incredible warmth and generosity. I'll never forget being greeted by virtually the entire population of the hamlet of confidence. They strung themselves along across the road and applauded as I bike wearily into town, then peppered me with good-natured insults, ham sandwiches, and lemonade. There may be prettier places in Iowa than Benton's with its restored 19th-century buildings on a crook of the Des Moines River, but I don't remember them. But there were some negative aspects to this year's ride. <laughs> we had thievery for virtually the first time. Some people had wallets and helmets taken when they weren't looking. There wasn't a lot of it, but there was none before. Maybe when the ride gets as big as ours, you have to accept a certain punk criminal element, but it grinds a little. Then it seemed there were some people who went on the ride without any enti- any intention of biking the whole way. This is fine if you provide your own alternate transportation, but they expect the register sag wagon to haul them from town to town so that they can drink in the bars. That is not the old rag spirit. <laughs> of course, I'm not the best person to be making that case. I took the van all of one day and part of two others. I had valid reasons, but the decision to not to ride cost me something. No hard, No matter how hard the ride is, no matter how much you hurt, you feel like a slacker when you don't complete it. There was one girl who'd suffered a severe grease burn on her arm the week before the ride, but insisted on biking anyway. Late one afternoon when I was riding in the sag wagon, we came upon her on the highway, obviously struggling. We pulled alongside and asked her if she wanted a lift. She just gritted her teeth and shook her head without so much as looking up. Made me feel like a wimp. My friends helped, though. I was talking to one of them about the knee problems that had forced me off the ride. You did the sensible thing, she said. I know, I said, but it was really very difficult. I hated to do it. It'll be easier next time, she said. Next year you can ride three days in the sag wagon, and the year after that, four. Pretty soon you won't have to bike at all. I found myself blubbering an apology, saying the next time wouldn't be easier, and that the next year I was going to ride the whole way. Another fellow saw me start out on my bike on the day after I'd set it out, and he said, so it's really true. Once you learn how to ride a bicycle, you never forget how. With friends like mine, enemies are a luxury. Oh, well, as I said the other day, people who do the sensible thing have to pay dues too. Play ball. Yes. So it sounds like it was a tough ragby for him, but I think he still kept some sort of a positive attitude. At least he could joke about it. Um, you know, it's funny to... Think about how we face the same problems on ragbri even today, thirty years later, forty years later. So, you know, a lot of stuff is pretty universal, except for sitting out ragbri to drink. But we don't encourage that, now, do we? So, of course not, because if you don't really ride the, in every mile of ragbri, does not really count? Anyway, I saw this follow up ragbri article from 1982. And it would have been published just after the 1982 ragbri. So, Call has got himself through another ragbri. But this is an opinion piece that someone had set in and written about Call. So, F.J. says, we sent a ringer. I wish at this time to expose the greatest scam since the Cardiff giant hoax. I refer, of course, to the Register's attempt to foist upon an unsuspecting public a double, to represent himself as Donald Call on the annual RAGBRAI ride. The only thing this man and Call had in common was the same necktie size, so it was apparent the register had paid little attention to detail. The man who presented himself to me as Donald Call was a superb specimen of the trained athlete. This man showed no evidence of the potbelly or the broken arches that is a Call trademark. Other clues were his age, at least ten years younger than Call, kind words, and a generally pleasant disposition. I had prepared to meet Call at high noon, with the sun in his eyes, but who steps forward as the cheers went up but this Mr. Clean, whom the register had sent to Milford to make me out the lout that I am generally considered to be. I guess I'm the only one that really knew the truth. If the register's wish was to embarrass me by sending this silver-tongued, fair-haired Charles Atlas to confront me, it worked. Even my dog chased me into the house. Will the real Donald Call please stand up? F.J. Hastings from Milford. (laughs) So I just thought that was really funny in that Call really makes himself out to be a grumpy goat. And I think their reality is a little bit more medium in that Call loves to play up the drama of the ride, the pain of the ride, the suffering of it all. But I think he was secretly having a good time. Otherwise, why do it? I know he famously was conflicted about, you know, how much he was involved with the ride and how much he loved the ride. Uh, Wait, no, that's not true. He loved the ride all the time. But how his involvement with the register and sometimes when you do things you love for work, it puts a little spin on him. So anyway, I just thought this was a fun insight into Donald Call and a taste of his incredible humor and just... A neat look into a ragbri past. Um, still not too different from the ragbries of today. So try to be the Donald Call of the um, superb speci- specimen of the trained athlete, the fair haired Charles Atlas. You know, as opposed to the whiny, whiny Call, you'll probably be more popular with your teammates, or at least you'll get teased less by your teammates. But either way, I would say just eat what they give you. Thanks for listening to me on Parrot Talk today. Thank you to everyone who listens to our podcast and appreciates us or doesn't appreciate us. But thank you for being there. Thank you for being a part of Ragbri. Thank you for biking with us for all these years. I look forward to squawking at you next week. In the meantime, reach it, feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We'll be there. Otherwise... If we don't get back to you right away, that means we're out biking.